Today, I'm really excited to have my new friend, Chris Finling, with us. He helps purpose-driven entrepreneurs develop skills, strategies, and mindset necessary to reach the level of income and influence and impact that they want to create. And he specializes in helping people through his seven-step process to create a thriving coaching and consulting business. And we're going to talk about his unique process called Modern Warrior. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you so much for being here. Absolute pleasure, CK. Thanks for having me, brother. So I want to dive right into your name. Why did you name this particular process Modern Warrior? <laughs> it's a good question. Uh, as soon as our friend Josh introduced us, I got a little giggle that you were called the Noble Warrior. Mm -hmm. uh, so where did the name come about? Well, I guess some time ago, I had a big shift in, in the way I was going about entrepreneurship. So I'd spent many years in e-commerce. Uh, and I had a, had a bit of a moment where it all became a bit too much. And I found myself very off path, you might say. And, and it ultimately the work I was doing, it just, I was totally overwhelmed. I was working myself to the bone uh, and, and it became too much. Uh, and I had a bit of a breakdown moment and, and had a big, a big realization that I'd really been ignoring my purpose. The thing that I'd always really felt called to do, which was coach, speak, help, serve people have that moment where you can really kind of break through with someone. That's, that's what my skill set was. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd had a lot of relationships and things like that with friends. I'd done a lot of personal development work. I coached football, soccer for many, many years professionally, but I'd, I'd, I'd found myself off path. So I had this big kind of breakdown, had a bit of a health crisis, got some fatigue. It was a pretty nasty time. And I just kind of started to get connected inwards. And I, and I, and I felt this real call to actually just sort of step into the light even though I was really scared to do it. So, you know, one foot after the, the next, and I kind of found my way into coaching and started navigating the space and a lot of trial and error and eventually sort of met a mentor, which was a big kind of moment for me. He really took me under his wing and, and changed how I, how I looked at everything, really, life and business and, and, and all aspects. And I guess he introduced me to the hero's journey. Mm. And, and I was, I, I was so amazing the first time I heard it because I was like, wow like that's not just a story it's not just mythology like we're actually on this path and that's what i was starting to feel uh, and when we came together like that and, and i had that realization uh, it was a realization that i was actually coming out of the abyss that actually i was now crossing back to what we call the known world so it was so, this kind of realization so hold on, hold on. before you, you kind yeah. of skip over a couple of big sure. concepts very quickly i want to dive into i want to bring back to purpose first yeah. So at that point, you felt lost. You felt you were facing some existential crises, shall we say. And did you have the language to say, hey, I am looking for my purpose. I am not in alignment with my purpose. I, you know, bring yourself back to that mindset. I, I wanted, before I started my e-commerce company, I wanted to coach, but I was too scared to do it. I did, I, I was, you know, a, a long time meditator. I was very confident at speaking from coaching and, and football and stuff. I was doing martial arts. I was teaching yoga. I was teaching, I was helping people. I had these kind of relationships going, but I was, and I was even recording videos on my phone, speaking stuff like this. You know, I wanted to speak for years, but I was too scared to do it. Uh, and, and going into e-commerce seemed like an easier path because it was the buzz at the time. 
and I had a friend and he had a company and he was like, come on, let's do it. And we were like, okay. So we went all in on this. It was like, and then we found ourselves just chasing the money doing this entrepreneurial game. So I'd known, I guess, that I was off path, but once you kind of get into that game of entrepreneurship, which is, you know, life is very, very busy. It's very hectic. You, you can get lost in it. And that's what happened. And, and I, I just, you know, it was, one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And then I'd have this skill set and this was the way we were making money and this is the way we were doing things. So it actually took like life to come in and give me a slap across the face. It took a bit of a thunderbolt to wake me the F up. Uh, and that was the kind of moment where I had that kind of realization, like I'm off path and I need to actually start taking this seriously because this is a serious thing. I felt intuitively that something was happening, that, 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 it, that it was happening for a reason why I got ill. So, so that's when I got in touch with that. Yeah. Hmm. I don't want to dwell on this point, but I think it's worthwhile to, 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 to talk about it a bit because one may say this whole coronavirus thing, this whole pandemic thing is everyone is getting a slap in the face, so to speak, right? Everyone's going through some external duress and, and pressure and uncertainty and, and panic for a brief moment of time. Right. Yeah. And then, and then in these moments, what are some of the indicators for one to discern the misalignment between purpose and what the path that they're on? Because one may say this is super subjective. You feel it, but it's really hard to articulate. So if you can, if we were watching that movie during that time, your movie during that time, what would we see other than the physical illness? Well, if you, you look at me. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, I mean, just to look at signposts, CK, like, like to ask people, like, is what you've been doing for the last year, does it light you up? Does it get you out of bed in the morning? Are you excited? Are you ready to get going? Are you like, you know, ready to absolutely tackle the day and you're struggling to pull yourself away because you're so engrossed and engaged in it? That's the sign that you're on the right path. That's the mm -hmm. sign that you're engaged in the work that you're supposed to be doing, right? So if you haven't been like that, well, perhaps this is an opportunity for you to actually take that, take that seriously, actually consider that, right? Does that make sense? It does. Mm. And one of the memes that's, or that you, if you look across the social web right now, a lot of people are saying, I'm bored. I'm, I'm just like, I am, I'm, I'm restless. I'm, I'm, I'm stir crazy. Mm. These are also indicators of two much excess of energy and, and time such that they're bored as a, as a, as a possibility, as a point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. So you're, you're aware of a misalignment. Now you have met a mentor. Well, I want CK. I might actually jump in because I think I have a little bit of insight on this as well. Yeah. So people, people are a little bit bored. People are a little bit, you know, it's, it's, society and culture doesn't doesn't really it says go out there and crush it and succeed but it doesn't necessarily tell you that you are a seriously important being and you actually came here for a reason and you actually and i'm not trying to be all metaphysical or woo woo here but actually there there might be a purpose to your actual existence so by the way noble warrior it's totally okay to be woo woo it's totally fine. okay yeah okay cool 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 mm -hmm. so so have you ever thought about that have you ever thought about that you actually might be here for a reason that you act there might be a greater purpose to what you're doing right have you ever thought about that you may have a unique skill set and 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 set of knowledge that could actually genuinely really help someone 
get out of get out of whatever struggle they may be going through not necessarily something so intense you know it could be helping someone with their business helping someone with communication whatever it may be right if you've never considered that what i'd really invite one to dive into is the hero's journey if you look at the work of joseph campbell and this should tie in a little bit with how the war, way the warrior was born actually mm-hmm. if you look at the work of joseph campbell hero with a thousand faces book he wrote in 49 he is diving deep into mythology he's diving deep into uh, stories of jesus stories of buddha all these ancient myths of dragons and legends and, and indigenous stories and what he found is there's a commonality in all stories they all seem to follow the same sequence of events the same arc of events right the hero something's not right and they they naturally get this call to adventure to take the path less traveled and they find themselves naturally descending down into what is called the abyss right where they really face themselves and 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 you know if you can find your way out of the the abyss and you can see the light and 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 get what's called the boon or your realization right simba when he kind of runs through the woods <laughs> and then he gets himself to the lake following the baboon dude and he looks at the water and he looks down and he sees he is his father and he's like oh i am my father i am mufasa i can actually do it i can go back and i can save the day so if you've been through that moment right that's not actually the hardest moment in the hero's journey which is the interesting thing the hardest moment is actually taking that seriously taking taking that realization seriously and actually you know choosing to walk your true path choosing to break through the discomfort and the fear of actually stepping into the light and sharing your truth coming back to the known world as we'd say to share what you've realized and i guess the biggest point for me was when when i had that you know abyss moment when i had that kind of breakdown it gave me that 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 glimmer or that sort of desire that i had to actually do something and that just gave me the, the determination and the purpose to just drive, drive forth no matter what. And I guess when I, when I did meet my mentor, you see, when you, when you make a serious, solid decision to do something, people naturally start to show up. Situations start to present themselves because you have put that out there. You've committed. You've said, this is the way I'm going. Uh, and I believe that things conspire to help you when you were that, that determined. And that's what happened to me. When my mentor showed up and he presented the hero's journey to me and he showed me the path, this is the first time I'd come across it. I was like, wow. I immediately realized that it, that it was real and where I'd been and I could see it and I could see all the pieces along the way. Now, I'm, I'm naturally, I've, I've been into martial arts, done a little bit of Kung Fu. And I do capoeira. I'm really into yoga and I love all the Eastern stuff. So Way of the Warrior was just the first thing that came to me. It kind of was in, in alignment with, uh, with Hero's Journey. And it was, oh, the book, Way of the Warrior. No, no, it was just the idea. Way of the Warrior came to me. I see, gotcha. And, uh, and uh, I, I'm aware there's, there's a book as well. I haven't actually read it, but uh, it just came to me. And then, and then it, it became Way of the Modern Warrior because I'm like, right, what this actually is, is going to be about is, is, is helping young people or not even young people, people that are just have crossed that threshold and are ready to really step into light and do their true thing. And, and that's, that's how it came about, man. So that's how it all kind of started. And it's been, been a bit of a roller coaster since then. So, yeah. I, I want to underline something that you said earlier. I think it's important, by the way, just so that, you know, I'm that guy at a party amongst your friends and be like, hey, what you just said, very important. I mean, underline that, why that is. So I'm that guy here. Cool. So your mentor point out for you, the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. I think 
what the hero's journey provides is not a exact formula to follow per se, from my point mm -hmm. of view, it's more of a archetype. Here's a map of what most people go through. And mm -hmm. with the map, now you're no longer, no longer, not you, but just whoever's watching this, you're no longer lost right away. There's a sense of, uh, calmness and peace of mind that comes with it because you're not like, where the fuck am I mm -hmm. <laughs> in, 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 yeah. in all of this and with that map, then you can say, oh, okay. So I'm here at this particular phase on my own hero's journey. Maybe mm -hmm. I'm facing my abyss. Maybe I'm refusing the call. Maybe I'm da da da. -da. Then mm -hmm. you can be more intentional on the actions that you can take to find a teacher or find some resources, a book, and otherwise. Mm -hmm. So, going back to that phase, are there any tactical things that you can advise whoever is watching this? Not okay. So, read yeah. Joseph Campbell's book is one a good place yeah. to start. What's the next thing that they could do to really embrace, to really look for the resources, the teacher yeah. that's required? The next one is, is okay, I hear you on that one. I have, I have a bit more of an insight that's a little bit less tactical, but yeah. might help again sure. if you want me jumping in there. Yeah, go ahead. So, so the hardest part to the hero's journey, and if anybody's there and you want to pull it up on, on Google and you look at it, right, on images or something, you'll see the little chart. Now, a lot of people think of the abyss as being the hard, the hard stuff, right? So, you, so you really you, like you, you, you face the dragon, right? You, you face yourself, and it's, it's like it's, it's terrifying, and, and you have to actually really break down in order to get insight. But that's, that's how you grow, right? Pain, struggle creates order and chaos. You know what I mean? So, basically, a lot of people think that's the hardest part, but it's actually not the hardest part. What is the See, hardest part? Tell me. Well, the hardest part is actually crossing back from the unknown world right the underworld right the, the the land of the unknown but crossing back to the known world where people mm. know you where people have ideas about you right you've ever heard that quote i am what i think that you think that i am right it's mm. it's it's when you've transformed it's hard for you to come back anew it's hard for you to come back changed and 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 i think people meet a lot of resistance there so maybe people have some forms of different ideas or they have some inspiration or they have something cool that they kind of want to do but because for whatever reason culture and the rest and fear of judgment they don't really step into that it's not really encouraged to really take that less traveled path you know so look the the way to get over this what you might say imposter syndrome or there's different things that you call it i think is to is you have to get a bit of perspective and you have to stop, stop trying to get out of the, the, the I self orientation in your mind for a second and actually get a bit of perspective as to, is there actually a deeper meaning to all of this? Is there actually people out there that need my help? Is there other people that are currently in the abyss or about to go into the abyss, right? That I've already gone through in whatever way, shape or form in my life. And if there are, while I'm here saying, oof, I'm not ready yet, I'm not perfect yet, I don't know if I should share, I don't, I, who am I to share my gift, who am I to share my story, I haven't perfected everything, I'm not 100% I'm not there. Well, here's, some, here's one for you. Socrates said teaching is the highest form of learning. Hmm. Teaching is the highest form of learning. What does he mean by that? 
It means you never fully synthesize your ideas before you actually start teaching them. So there's this misconception that you have to be perfect first, that you have to have all your ducks in a row. You don't need to be perfect. You don't need to be that many, that many steps ahead. And not only do you not need to be, if you zoom far enough out and take this perspective, you may actually have a responsibility. You may have a responsibility for those people down in the abyss. So instead of thinking about me and thinking about who am I to share this, share that, do my thing, write a book, speak on stage, share a YouTube video, it's who am I not to? If there's all these thousands and hundreds of thousands of people struggling, who am I not to? And I think if you can get that perspective, you'll get a kick up the arse enough to drive on forward to the point where you've made that decision that you're going to do that thing that your heart feels pulled towards. And if you've made that decision, the pieces, the tactics, they'll show up, they'll come. Journey of a thousand mile, right? Mm. Start with yeah. a single step. Okay. Help yeah. one person at a time, giving what you know, where you are, wherever you are, right? So definitely for sure. Uh, I would say personally for my journey, when I first started, I'm, 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 I'm academically trained. Mm. So when I, so when we, the way we think is let me figure out a particular topic or idea such that I yeah. can be the world's number one. Yeah. Before that, I'm not worthy of being published. Mm, okay. So, so you know, I'm always striving to compare myself to the leading expert, like the Nobel laureates and right. And, right, then, right. and then, and then, and then, but the problem with that academic, so it's a great training, right? Obviously be, be cognizant about what's being shared at the same time. If I continue to wait until I'm the world's number one, then as you said earlier, then I'm really not helping others in the no, journey process. Problem is, problem is if you want to get that high before you actually start helping people, so many people are going to miss out because if you actually think about like coaching and mentorship and things like this, I get it a lot of the time. I've been in this game too long. So it's like some people are like, you know, there's amazing guys up at the top entrepreneurship, people like Gary B and Grant Cardone and, and, and Kurosaki and all these people, right? Amazing what they've done. I hear it all the time that people find it a little bit grew in the sky. It's it's not so grounded with real world stuff. Their struggles that the average Joe is going through to try and get to that next stage is a distant is a distant thing for a lot of people at the top. If you you don't need to be that many steps ahead, and actually, if you are just a few steps ahead, you're much more helpful to someone that's just here as opposed to someone that's that's really you know gone and figured all this stuff out. Is that, is that helpful as well? Oh, 100%. So, yeah. so part of my journey is instead of being the expert number one in the world, now it's what have I figured out? What solutions, what answers I have figured out such that I can help my younger self? Mm. The problems mm. that I dealt with. And yeah. also to, so, so in terms of learning the way I, I see it, giving back to you what you said, what Socrates said, what is your teaching is the best way of learning, right? So the way I look at it is who are a few steps behind me? Who are my peers who are, you know, walking beside me? And also who are my, who's walking in front of me such that if I actually can do all three, figure out all three, teach mm -hmm. someone else who's behind me, 
mastermind with people who are walking beside me and also be mentored or learn from teachers who are a few steps ahead of me. If I do all three, the integrated learning that comes from it is so much uh, faster and more accelerated and, and more exponential than if I just teach or mastermind or learn from books and so forth. Nice. Yeah. Sounds awesome, man. You're pretty so, about your, your growth. You're, you've, 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 you've created a system for growth. Hey, eh? yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a student of learning. So when someone asked me, am, am I a teacher? And I said, I would tell them I, well, first and foremost, I'm a, I'm a student always. Nice. Nice. Right. Awesome. Keeping my cup, not being full and, and continue to learn and learn. I'm sure you're the same way as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So going forward. So now with the heroes journey, they're, they're looking at ways to learn, ways to teach, continue forward with your, uh, framework, please. Sure. Of course. Of course. So I created a, a seven step process to kind of for this, you know, for someone that's, you know, you start starting out or is already off the ground, right? It, it, do, it doesn't necessarily matter, but if you want to coach or you want to be a consultant or you want to be a speaker or an expert or a leader, or you want to operate client-based business, there's, 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 there's a couple of things that there's a couple of steps that if you ignore life's going to be tough. Right. Uh, and that was the kind of hard thing I learned with, with my entry into this space from e-commerce from other things where i already had a lot of kind of skills in online marketing and stuff and and these seven steps well they're 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 unique steps but the, the first one is really the hero's journey right and because if if you are connected to that deeper sense of why it's going to give you that determination it's going to give you that that northern that northern light or that northern star however you want to call it that to just to just stay focused on right? It gives you a target and it gives you a reason why you're doing what you're doing. Uh, and because entrepreneurship's chaos, man, like it's, you notice yourself, probably it's, you get everything thrown at you. You want to be a coach. You want to be an expert. You go show up to these high ticket sales calls, you know, selling your program, selling your services. And all of a sudden, you know, people, you know, there you get objections. People won't commit. People don't have time, things like this. And what does it force you to do? Well, it forces you to go and clean up your dirty laundry. Like you got to look at all this stuff, all the reasons you're objecting in your life. Right. So, so if you're, if you're stepping into entrepreneurship, you're signing up for a, a, a duration of a lifetime of personal development, right? Cause you have to grow with it. Otherwise it'll just beat you down. Uh, and that's the reality of it. You know, it's, it's not easy. So, so you really need some fundamental solid foundations if you're going to kind of build off, off something strong. So in the Bible, I think they say, build your house on solid rock, not on sinking sand. Wait, so, wait, you, you said it so fast. One more time. Say that again. <laughs> Talk a bit fast. Um, so in the Bible, they say, build your house on solid rock, not on sinking sand. Mm. Uh, I really like it. So I've created a seven-step process, the modern warrior system. And you look, the hero's journey is in the middle. It's like the centerpiece, right? And it's these seven overlapping circles. So... We start then down the bottom right with you know step two okay so we go into mindset and the whole bottom section the bottom circle then is message market and then you've got product and process so these are the foundations this is the bottom half of the, the of the seven step system and uh, really here's where you want to start 
before you start trying to put yourself out there, before you start building any funnels, before you start building any tech or trying to sell people, you want to build some solid foundations in what you're doing, what you're offering, what your message is, who you're serving. Mindset has to be crystal clear, on point, cleaning up the fluff, getting clear on what you're doing, where you're going, all this kind of crack. So so these are these are the foundations, right? And if you can get solid, solid roots here, it should allow your branches to grow far and wide. So from your point of view, if I'm hearing you right, is clean out your own house first, get the mindset correct, then you yep. can expand upon this uh, concentric circle to who I want to serve, and then then you're offering your messaging. Is that accurate? Because yeah. I'm trying to, I'm not taking notes. I, I can't really. I'm trying to visualize what you're saying yeah, here. Sure. Would you? Sure, would you? Sure. Would you? So uh, yeah, yeah, that's about right. That's about right. So, so look, what well, in the process that I run is specifically for coaches and consultants, right? So, yeah. so by the way, you... by the way, what? How did you? Because I would, I would say this: yeah. in the world of marketing, there is who I want to serve, and my message and my offer, right? How did you narrow it down to coaches and consultants? Out of the billion other things that you could be serving, or who who you could be yeah. serving, how did you land to? Coaches yeah, and coaches. So, so it was a journey, right? Uh, and it was started with e-commerce and then it was coaching and then it was personal development coaching uh, and then it was business coaching and it was generic helping people with e-commerce and events and all kinds of things I'd done. And then I started working with a couple of coaches and then my business started doing quite well. And then I realized I loved working with coaches and, and they had the same type of mindset as me. It's people that are driven by purpose. So it's, it was a matter of like, this is who I want to work with. You can do that too, you know? This is a, like, choose what you want to do. Who do you want to work with? And choose that and go for that. And so, so that, was, that was how I narrowed it down because, because the, the people that were coming in were, were like me. They were just a few steps behind and they were great to work with. They're very driven, very purpose-driven, really wanted to create impact. And that's, that creates an exciting concoction for coaching, in my opinion. So, so that's why I went after the coaches. And as soon as I did, and I clarified my message to the point to where I was like, by the way, again, I want to underline what you just said. You just zoom by it so quickly. Yeah. So guys, if you're listening for this, what, what Chris just said is, is it's going to shortcut you, uh, your, your heartache, your, uh, your suffering <laughs> a lot. So I want to underline that quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. It, he just said, these are people that who he was, his former self. So definitely already value aligned and he enjoys helping them. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's, that's the thing that's going to shortcut. And then he also tried a number of things. So from past experience, based on real data from his subjective reality, then he said, all right, these are the type of people that I have fun working with, that I enjoy working with, that, that these people pay me the, the best from all of these things that other things that I've tried. Is that an accurate reflection of what you said? Yeah, it's awesome. And I okay, love how cool. you're, you're slowing me down. Sorry, I talk pretty fast from Ireland and I probably should slow down a little bit. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, because right. you've been through it, right? So I mean, my job is to be like, hey, that was a moment. Let me underline that a bit. Yeah. Okay, so continue, yeah. please. So now yeah, that you have honing on the coaches and the consultants, now you said, all right, so let me double down on the, on the messaging. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, a big problem, I think, with, with most people when they start out is it, the message isn't clear enough, right? It's like, what is the utility of what you do and who is it for? You know, like that needs to be black and white. Uh, it's absolutely black and white or else, you know, the confused mind will always say no. 
Okay. So if you present something that's fluffy and ethereal and I kind of help people with do this and I'm kind of a coach for this and that thing, people don't really get it. They just don't know what to do with it. And I actually activate something. I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but if, if, the, if you're confused, right, it, you're, you're actually biologically wired to reject anything that's confusing because it's actually dangerous. So it has to be clear what you do. So when I just got so clear on who I wanted to work with, uh, and, and I crystallized that message exactly what I do. And I was able to speak to the psychology of the people that I wanted to work with accurately, effectively, speaking to their struggle, their current frustrations that they were finding, whether that be uh, trying to you know, build a following on Instagram or trying to run around Facebook groups and get people on board with your coaching program or any of this stuff. You know, These are different pain points that people would experience. So when you can speak to that effectively, you really get people's attention because you create empathy if you do it in the right way. Okay. So if you want to have success, you as, as a leader, as a coach, right, you need to be a solid, solid communicator. Okay. So you really kind of need to understand messaging and the principles that are in it. Right. So there's the principles, there's speaking to pain, there's illuminating, like talking to the root cause problem. There's painting pictures of where people want to go. And there's doing it all in, in a sequential way. And there's also weaving in story. There's, there's, there's sharing bits of vulnerability, like in a, in a cool way, not in a sobby way. Being real. I'm sorry, like, what did you say? In a cool way, but not in a what way? So I think, yeah, I've gone a little all over the place. But look, there's a lot of people now that are kind of jumping on this buzz of like, I need to be vulnerable because that will build connection with people and then they'll jump on board with me. Now, I think being authentic is much more important than being vulnerable, right? If you feel like being vulnerable, cool, cool. Like, go for it. But you don't need to be all sobby. You know, just being real is enough. Being real with people. So what I'm trying to well, distill here. So to, to your point earlier, <clears throat> let's talk about authenticity for a moment. <clears throat> cool. For yeah, someone cool. who is, let's say, inauthentic and, and in, as, a, as a third party objective observer who say, hey, be authentic. That is not a very useful criticism per se, because if I know how to be authentic, I would be authentic already. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. So, so how can you concretize that be and be more actionable more? Like what is the difference between authentic versus inauthentic from your point of view? So you're saying some people don't know how to be authentic, is it? Yeah, if I, let's say, Let's say if I know how to exercise and, 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 and eat well, I would be in shape already, right? For someone who is not in shape, who's obese, and you say, hey, go exercise and, and eat well, then, and they're like, if I know how to do that already, I would be in shape already, right? Using that analogy, mixing it a little bit. Yeah. So if I know how to be authentic, I would be authentic already, on camera especially, right? Yeah. So are there, what is the difference between authentic versus inauthentic from your point of view? Okay. Well, let me, let me ask you a quick question first. Yeah, go ahead. Why is somebody inauthentic? They're trying to impress someone. They're trying to hide some insecurities or, you know, a, n a number of reasons that they're, they're trying to achieve a certain outcome by pretending to be who they're not. For sure, for sure. Well, like I think with, with speaking in general online, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's that I think you have to cross that threshold of like, this isn't just about me and my ego, right? There's a deeper purpose to it, and I think if you're operating from that place, if you can connect to that, then it should be a lot easier to express who you are. And as far as like on the tactical element of that, look, it's 
a lot of people are stifled. A lot of people, everybody, I'm not saying don't care what people think. Everybody cares what people think. It's a, we're naturally wired to care what people think. You know, we're, it's, we've grown in these different structures throughout, throughout humanity. You know, we're, we're, we need to care what people think for, for survival, right? For our, for our place in the hierarchy structure. But it's, 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 you can train it. You can train it to, to stop caring what, 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 what people think. And like a lot of stuff that's really good for this is like PUA, that kind of stuff, dating stuff. A what way? PUA, pickup artistry, that kind of stuff. I've been around one guy that I found from it a couple of years back and he was brilliant and his name is Julian. And if you look at what he's selling, dating, right, girls, but actually if you look inside, it's not that. It's, it's personal development. It's unstifling. It's you wrapping your way around your own mind to realize that it actually doesn't matter, that it's at, it, at, at, on, on the macro, it really doesn't matter. And one of your biggest purposes in life is to actually just express the truest version of who you are. Is just step into that and just have fun and just play it. It's all a game at the end of the day. Like, yeah, yeah, you have to kind of come to that place if you're going to enjoy life. I think where you just, you just, people care, or you think people care what you think, but you just put one foot in front of the other, like we spoke before, and just start sharing and just start doing it. And what you'll notice is that people don't really care. People like you could go clapping your hands down the street in a big crowd of people. <laughs> Like a few people might look for a second, but really they're they're really not going to care that much. So, how important is it to you, right, to to do this? You know, because there's fear involved. Anything noteworthy takes a little bit of fear, takes a little bit of like you know, uh, given something, given so, like diving into something that 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 scares you a little bit, right? Does that help? Oh, for sure. I love what Ina said over here, speaking from the heart because you believe intensely. I think what you were touching upon is coming from a place of service, coming from a place of contribution, because then the attention is no longer on you. What yes. are other people going to say, or, you know, what kind of mask should I put on to impress whoever's watching? But if you come from a place of service and contribution, then the attention is on them. And yes. the ego, the self no longer becomes the, the self-importance is so much less if you yes. put the attention on the other party. Yes. And once you start doing it, it gets easier, you know, as well. It does get easier. Yeah, once, once you get someone that starts like, I don't know, just starts, you know, initially, if it's if it's scared of being authentic, scared of sh sharing who they are, here's what it looks like. It's like they start doing it a little bit. Ugh, it comes out and then and then they're oh, OK. Well, actually, nothing happened. Actually, it was OK. Actually, I got like some little bit of positive feedback. Oh, let me do it again. Oh, actually, that was. Oh, actually, that felt good. All right, let me just. Bleh, let me just. Bleh, and then you can't shut them up. It's like it's a great analogy. If you think about the shyest kid that's walking down the street, right, and he's probably got his head held down and he's got his hood up and he's really terrified he's going to see someone and they're going to talk to him and he's like, well, he's really stifled. That kid goes home and he jumps on his Xbox and he puts his headset on. And he's probably the loudest kid in the room playing his League of Legends or playing whatever he's playing. And he's shouting at all these kids and he's like, you know, because he's in his comfort zone, you know. So it's like, you know, we all have it. We all have that expression to come out. It's in everyone. You just got to release it. And when you do it more and more, you'll find like now is the time, man. Now is the time for sharing online. If, if the coronavirus is, 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 is anything, it's a, for somebody that was on the fence and, and felt like doing something before. Like those days are gone of like, you know, it's weird to make a video now on Facebook, everybody and their cats doing it. 
get out get out there share something <laughs> get get start start working working the machine uh, and it will get easier and easier and and then you know it's it's all you know you test the water you see what comes back you 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 try you build on that and then you end up finding your lane and and you go from there man i, th- I think this is kind of this is kind of how it works you know so I want to make it very actionable for the people who are watching. So if you yeah. visualize uh, a sphere, let's say your comfort zone, if you go way outside your comfort zone, chances are physiologically, you're going to get overwhelmed and you're just not going to be able to, to, to work. But if you're all the way inside your comfort zone, then you're going to get bored, right? The whole trick of this, I think it was uh, Stephen Collar. You know, they, when they wrote about flow, mm-hmm. you want to be 4% over your comfort zone. So that's, that's when you're in flow, right? So a little bit outside your comfort zone. I, 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 w- I watched the movie Free Solo recently with Alex Hummel. He was mm-hmm. the first person who free solo El Capitan. I don't know if you ever watched that documentary. It's a beautiful, oh. beautiful uh, articulation of. You might have actually rock climbing, right? That's right. He, yeah. he, he, he climbed. 3,000 feet straight up without rope. <laughs> wow. I mean, it sounds easy, but if you actually watch the movie, you're going to be sweating all over the place because it's such a beautiful uh, documentary. But why I mentioned that is a lot of people think of him as being fearless, but his whole thing is feel the fear and let it wash over you and then practice over and over again such that the mechanics of the climbing the step-by-step becomes much, much easier. And then you can ex- effectively extend your comfort zone more and more and more. So for him, because he practiced so much, that climbing straight up 3,000 feet no longer becomes a fearful thing. It's just it's become a, a chess game, right? So you can get better and better at it. Yeah. yeah. So let's move forward. So continue on with your framework. We, we kind of digress a little bit. I want to bring it back. Sure, man. Sure thing. So I feel like it might help to just actually talk about the seven different steps and yes. then break them down. Mm-hmm. Um, so one, hero's journey. Two, mindset. Three, message, market, match. Who you're serving, know who it's for, know what the message is. Step four is product and process. Step five is content and communication. Step six is sales, must, must learn skill. Step seven is strategy, okay, marketing strategy. So these are the seven steps of the modern warrior system. And if you can get these seven steps in place, you're going to kick ass as, as a coach or leader. If you develop I like that. Yeah. Get these you develop, seven steps, you'll kick ass, okay? Yeah. Get these seven in place and you'll rock it, even if you get somewhat proficient in them, like for sure. Okay. So, so I guess, yeah. So look, we, we dove quite into the why and the mindset and all that kind of component, but like the, the message in the market, which is step three is, is really deep as well, you know, because it's, you have to build your business around solving a problem for someone. If, if it doesn't have significant utility and it's not really helping someone with a problem that they have, then it's not really going to turn the dial. And especially in this market with the coronavirus, all this stuff, People, I believe the psychology of people has shifted a little bit from it's about freedom, it's about impact. You know, people are still driven by that, 
but I think there's a little bit more about security now and a little bit more about certainty. So the psychology has changed a little bit of people and what they're, what they're searching for. So like, if you want a life coach, like amazing. But if you're like, if your life coaching is something that's what I'd call a supplement or a vitamin, if it's something that's nice to have, if it's something that's helpful, then it's, might not be strong enough it's not going to be urgent enough to really turn the dial with someone so instead of creating a supplement right create something that's a painkiller right a painkiller because take this analogy you wake up in the morning and you've got a cracking headache right where is your attention it's on the headache right you want to get rid of that headache so what are you looking for? You're looking for a painkiller. You're not looking for an omega-3 or a vitamin C. You're not really thinking about how you probably should have exercised a bit more and slept on point, you know, the, the few days before that. You want, you want the, the fix. So, so, so really, a solid, a solid business is one that solves a unique problem but communicates directly to the pain and the struggle and the psychology of one's experience, of that person's experience. So if you want to really have a successful business, the place you need to start is who is that person and what is their experience right now? What, what are their current frustrations and, 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 and the pain that they're experiencing, which is actually different to the root cause of the problem. Okay, these are actually different things. Pain and problem are actually different. So you speak to pain, you illuminate, you create empathy, you share story, you share about the stuff that's going on with, with you and people that you work with and what you see and what's going on and stories. And then you use your expertise to show people, look, here's the actual problem. Here's the root cause problem. And here's the solution to that problem. People will only listen to your solution, your process, if you've spoken to their psychology correctly. So you have to start with that. Start with, with, with the empathy. Start with, I get you, I feel you, I get where you're at. Now here's here's the actual problem and here's the solution. Do you and have that, any specific questions to help whoever is listening illuminate what their prospective clients' pains are? Yeah. Think about what you were going through when you were in the abyss. What was your psychology? What did you want? What did you want to avoid? Backstep. Go talk to some friends that fit a, fit the bill of of who you want to serve and go talk to them. What's your biggest struggle, right? What's the biggest frustration you're actually having right now? Try and figure out what the actual thoughts are that's going on between their ears that maybe they are not even 100% aware of. If you can speak to your, your ideal clients, uh, psychology, like better than they can themselves, but if you can describe it better than they can themselves, that's when you're on to the gold. That's when you're on the absolute gold because they will listen. If, if, you, if you do that and you create empathy with someone and then you actually show them, you give them insight, you give them a belief shift, you actually show them something that they weren't aware of. Look, here's the actual problem to that. Immediately, they start to pay attention and immediately they start to perceive you as an authority. And as soon as they do that, they just allow you to lead. And when you have them in, you have their attention, that's where their energy goes and the money flows thereafter. Yeah, I think that quote, I learned that quote from Evan Pagan. He said, if you can describe the pains, your, your customer's pain better than they can, they automatically assume that you have the solution. Yeah. And I think the challenge there 
for a lot of people is, or even for the clients themselves, a lot of times they really don't know how to describe it because it's such an internal subjective experience. When you're in the middle of it, it's a internal chaos, right? So how do you pinpoint exactly how to describe it? It's a lot of times challenging for them. Hence why I was asking you if you have any like key questions that you can give to the audience member who's watching so that they can help uncover their internal chaos for their prospective clients. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this assuming they don't have any clients already. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Because, well, if there's... Have, mm -hmm. because if they did have clients, the best place to go is obviously the clients, you know, it's, it's retracing the recordings. It's diving into what they said. It's asking them what were the biggest challenges, pains, frustrations that you had before you met me. But if you don't have that and you're just looking to go off sort of intuition, it's, it's yeah, it's trying to backstep. It's, I guess it's asking yourself, okay, when I was, before I had figured out what I figured out today, what was my biggest frustration? What was, what was the, the thing that really kept me up at night? What was the thing? And you know, that's pain, but on the flip side as well, which is the other side of marketing, you want the, the desire, the, the utility, the thing that you actually want. So what was the thing that, that, that if I thought I had all of my troubles would have seemed to go away. If it was that girl, if it was that job, if I could just figure out how to use Facebook ads, if I could have just figured out this thing, what was the thing that you really wanted, right? Before you figured out the thing, and what was the thing that you were really dissatisfied with? So try and try and jump back, but you have to go back a bit, you know, and it's not that easy because we're constantly humans are so focused on their problems. We're all focused in our, in our, in our own consciousness, right? We're, we're focused in what's currently going on for us. And, and therefore it's kind of difficult to jump into somebody else's psychology and jump back into our old psychology. We have to do it because if you are trying to solve the, the other thing is people are naturally really interested in trying to solve their current problems. So what a lot of people do with coaching is they try and solve problems for other people before they've actually solved them problems themselves. And that's tricky because you don't really want to do that. You want the clear map to get to where you want to go. Right. It's it, it, if you do that, if you're solving a problem that you haven't actually figured out yet, then your positioning, which is another aspect, is is not going to be quite in congruence. Uh, and I think people detect that as well. Yeah, for sure. OK, mm -hmm. so let's move forward. So mm -hmm. now that you have oh, actually before we move forward, I want to underline something, Chris, you sure. have said you, you focus on the action part, go out and talk to the friends you want to help or previous clients. Mm. That to me is the fastest way to essentially close the loop, to really concretize what you were thinking about. Because it's one thing to do a theoretical, right? The intuitive diary yeah. and journaling of this yeah. exercise that we just had just talked about. It's it's yeah. definitely a good place to start, right? Mm. And you want to concretize that right away by getting some real data from prospective mm. clients, from previous clients. So that way you can verify that versus just having a great intellectual satisfaction kind of a thing then before you move forward to the next thing. Okay, so say we verified, we, we did the paper exercise, we've verified with our clients, it's pretty good. Moving yeah. forward, what's the next step? Awesome, love it. The next step is product, right? And the process. So they're kind of two separate things, but they're very connected. So the product is your offer and it's how you deliver it, 
Okay. So what happens when somebody signs up and gives you a couple of G's tomorrow? You know, well, first of all, what's the offer? Okay. And, and how do you deliver it? So that's kind of the product. Now the process is the process that they go through to get out of their pain and into the result that they actually want in their life. Okay. Because if you're coaching or consulting or anything like this, you're really in the business of helping people get results, right? That's, that's, that's really the key. So, so what's the path to getting there? What's the process? How do you break it down? What are the steps? What, you know, and, and, and ideally, if you really want to, if you really want to amp up your authority and you really want to, want to take it seriously, you actually create your own intellectual property. So you create something physical, something, some geometry, like an actual uh, triangle or, you know, a, a square or a circle or seven circles overlapping or three circles, right? It's, it's the process. It's the things that you actually have to do to get where you want to go. So if you look at the modern warrior system, you can see it. You can pull it up on the screen. And it's like, bang, okay, I see the map to getting out of this pain to that mountain over there, to the top of that mountain, right? I, I can see the whole path to getting there. That's, that's the process. Um, because people will only really buy something if they're, they have to be emotionally invested in it, but obviously logically as well, it has to make sense. So they have to kind of see the, they have to see the result and they have to see the path to getting to that result. That's why case studies and testimonials are really powerful because it's people saying, look, here's where I was. Here was all the steps I went through with Jimmy or whoever. And, uh, and here's where I am today doing this, doing this thing. Right. So, so real quick on that note, by the way, on Noble Warrior, we use a lot of the yin yin uh, symbol as a way yeah. to articulate a point. Yep. So for the, for the more masculine, more yang energetic point of view, it's very linear, it's intentionality, it's engineering, it's, you know, how I'm trained academically. So I think, you know, a systematic engineering way. Yeah. But for those who are more of a yin archetype, the, the feminine energetic, the, the flow, the surrendering, the chaotic mm -hmm. way they're mm -hmm. very resistant to the idea of actually mapping out the curriculum. Yeah. So yeah. I'm curious to know your point of view. Is there, do you have a process to really help them map out their curriculum? Absolutely. Absolutely. And just note on that, like I just signed up a new client the other day who's a lady and like she was speaking to a lot of different business coaches um, recently who are all female because she's kind of into design and branding and all this stuff. And she goes, she goes, Chris, like, look, the reason I, I, I kind of reached out to you is because you just had this very clear step-by-step -step thing. And I was just, it was, and like the, the women that she was working with, like, and potentially going to work with her were incredible at whatever they were doing. But she was saying, as she was talking to them, she was get, generating more ideas and less of a clear path of how to get to where she actually wanted to go. And she was ending up a bit all over the place. So look, the confused mind will always say no. So you really have to, you have to, you have to make it clear uh, and there is some ways to do it. So if you think about process, jumping back to the hero's journey, what were the steps that you took to get out of where you were and into the life that you're living today? What were those steps? What were the areas that you focused on, right? In whatever realm it is in health, wealth, relationships, what were the steps? What were the things that you did? Uh, and that, that can really kind of give you that, that map. But beyond that, there is some techniques. There's a great book called um, A Technique for Producing Ideas by a man called James Webb Young, a marketer. Have you heard of it? Like no. Up there? 
Okay, no. cool. That's so awesome. I love, I love learning new books because I read so much. So yeah. whenever I, somebody recommends a book that I haven't read, I'm like excited. I don't know if you saw that, but I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Cool. Awesome. So look, it's a simple little process. This guy was a marketer and he created a technique for producing ideas. And it's very simple. It's about 40 pages long. You write all your different ideas and everything that you're thinking about onto a bunch of little note cards, right? And you map them all out. You do this for, you know, a couple hours and you start playing around with things. You move things around, you shift them around over here, you join things up, you pull things apart. Uh, and then, and then you put them all away. Okay. And then you just chuck them away and then you just go out walking and sleeping and hanging out with your family and getting into flow and having a bit of fun. And what have you done? You've, you've like imprinted something, right? And now you're asking the subconscious to spring forth ideas. And that's what the subconscious does, right? So once that intention is set, boom, these ideas start to come. So it's a really nice process. So I'd, I'd recommend that if somebody's trying to create any intellectual property or they're not clear about kind of what their solution is or their process is, get it down on paper and play around with things yeah beautiful thank you so much so so now you've done this exercise you laid out the cards letting your subconscious work and then then you help your clients walking through you know this curriculum and then if it's validating based on the testimonials you get what's next next is content and communication right so if you want to be a leader online you have to create solid content now, currently we are up against people's attention spans are like two seconds now. They used to be like 20 seconds 20 years ago. So if your stuff isn't captivating, if it isn't intriguing and it isn't relevant, meaning it isn't speaking, you know, accurately to the people that you're trying to serve, they're just going to disregard it. So there's a lot of components that have to come into making good content. So I talk about, you know, with Facebook ads and Instagram ads, we've got the pattern interrupt the movement in the start, the color in the background, all of these things are crucial. Uh, and keeping your stuff like short and punchy and relevant and fun and flowy and, and cool. And, and this is a skill, CK, this takes time. I don't, do you create any content on Instagram or anything like that? I'm not sure. Do I don't at all, okay. actually. So for me, I do what I enjoy doing, which is long form, going deep, with entrepreneurs where we can intellectualize, inquire things that's, you know, be in the beyond. So you're experiencing right now what I create. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's very much needed as well. So look, this is really the process kind of feeds into the strategy at the end. So in order for this kind of strategy to function, we run a system called omnipresence where we're kind of everywhere. To, to trigger certain things in the brain to build the know, like, and trust factor with people. I'll get there in a sec. But basically, we need to create really powerful content, right? If you're going to be a coach or a leader or a speaker, you have to be the face, right? If you're in other industries, sure, you can get away with writing and, you know, uh, copywriting and emails and stuff like this. If you want to coach, got to speak, okay? Now, you don't need to be posting every day. You don't need to be showing what's now, what. Why do you say that? No, hold on one second. Why did you say... You can't just write, you got to speak. Say more about that, please. Sure, man. Well, I guess if you want to coach copywriting or something like maybe, you know, or, or, or writing or something like that, if you want to be like, to be a coach, you need to be a leader. Like you need to be an authority. You know, if, if you want somebody to actually take action with you, you need to be pretty solid, you know, and, 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 and you have to be confident. Coaches are confident. Coaches are leaders. That's what they do. Look around the sports. You don't see people hiding, you know, like, like it's, 
it's if you want if you want to speak and you want to be a leader, you gotta 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 start putting something out there. Now you don't have to be doing all your smoothie recipes and stuff on Instagram all day every day. But I, I don't think you even need to be posting. <laughs> okay. I think I think that that's a killer for a lot of people. They think they actually have to show their whole life and they have to be some kind of smiling head that's you know everywhere. You don't. Uh-huh. Just just develop a solid basis of some pretty solid relevant content that relates to your stuff and create a basis of it. Get good at it. So you have a basis of solid content and then you can use that content forever. You use it to retarget people. Right. So I'm not a big organic guy. Like I don't like the the indirectness and the uncertainty about it. So I, I create every time I create a piece of content, it goes directly to my entire list, my entire audience. It just goes pew straight out to them and I make sure they see it right so so create some solid content make sure it gets in front of the right people uh, and that's going to build a know like and trust factor with your audience and that's going to move them along the dial and and bring them to that place where they see the importance of what you're doing because you engage them into their problem and present your solution in so many different ways so many times over such a long period of time that it's silly not to to hop on a line with you and and see where this goes so you create, so you, can you make it more actionable? So when the content that you create are short, you, so I, I came across a, an interesting insight. Tan June, one of the video marketers online right now, he said he did, he spent three days and he made 125 minute videos. Like that's, that's, you know, that's very intense process, right? So that's what he did. What are you doing as a way to concretize or to organize your time, your energy in creating content? Do you do it on the fly, more organic? Do you more like Penjun, just, you know, you know, three days, very intense video creation process. What's, what's your process? What's, what's your mindset around this? Do you know what? I think it, even that kind of implies that you have to have a lot of content. Sure. And I, the content element for me is in, in the system is not so much about how to create tons of content and be a constant content creator. It's more about how to develop the skill to create a basis of solid content. So if you look like my whole funnel process that people come through, it's quite, quite direct and everything's quite set up. It's quite uh, tailored for the individual as soon as they come in for the next like 60 days. So it's not like I'm going out there all the time and, and posting. But I did have to get to a point where like the stuff that I, I created, the evergreen stuff was pretty solid. So what I suggest is just do it like skill, practice, pick up 10 minutes every day, go out to the backyard, just talk to the camera and try and get into flow and try and get it quicker. In the beginning, you're going to suck. Everybody sucks. You know, you got big, massive pauses and yawns and not yawns, but like uhs and ahs, you know, like it's just, it's just how it begins. You just got to start working it and just start doing it and uh, you'll get better, much better. And, and also, I guess, just marketing and messaging and understanding rough templates you know like it, you really kind of have to like we, we teach a lot of messaging templates in the modern warrior it's probably too much to go into here but it's basically this simple formula it's pain problem solution pain root cause problem solution and then product then call to action if you want to put that in there right but it's, it's i see it's, so that's the framework that you recommend people who's watching this to to try on pain problem solution call to action as a way yeah. to uh, make it succinct versus going all over the place. Hey, I had ice cream today. I did some smoothie this morning. Yeah, that, that, that's your point of view around being an expert based 
uh, guru or uh, a leader online. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like if you're just doing smoothies and stuff, like you might get some people watching you for entertainment, but they're not really going to pay a couple of grand to go and change their life really or their business, you know? So sorry to be blunt about that like but, but it, it, there's an element of realness that you have to bring to it as well like you know you're, we're really trying to to offer offer expert services so so the stuff that we're doing has to be very relevant right so so the pain problem solution you see here's the problem with a lot of people they, they they get people's problems they see their problems but they don't get what their experience is so they talk directly to their problems but a lot of people are not aware of what their root cause problems are Okay. So, you know, if, if, you know, like, I don't know, weight, for example, right. Somebody starts going, Oh, you need to, you need to do this. You need to do that. Exercise, eat right. Yeah. You need to do this. You need to do that. It's not really capturing all of the reasons what they're experiencing, why they're not doing that. So, so the biggest mistake in a lot of marketing is either they go direct to problem or more often just direct to solution and benefits. But how does the person know, if that those solutions and benefits are for them, if they haven't been engaged enough into what they're actually currently going through, it's like, it doesn't make sense. And this isn't, this isn't, um, this is pretty solid studied stuff from Schwartz breakthrough advertising fifties. You've got the different markets, the unaware, the problem aware, the solution aware, solution aware markets are like three to 5%. So most of your market 95 plus percent doesn't even realize necessarily that this exact solution exists. Okay, so so you really have to engage them into their experience uh, and work through their pain problem before you present solution, if that makes sense. So so in terms of tailoring your mark, your messaging, your recommendation for the people who are listening is the entire market who is not aware of the problem, who is aware of the problem, who is aware of the solutions, who is actively looking. Yeah. Which which ones should they target? Target the whole thing? Or the top? Well, I think you should target the middle, but it, but being the middle, consistent. yeah, target okay. the problem where because if problem you take where, solution, yeah, okay. just take for example, right? You got let's say you're a you're a trauma healer, right, or something like this, or you help people uh, overcome stress and anxiety, something like that, right? Now take for standard, take for for an example, your uncle Jimmy, right, who's into football and he drinks beers and he goes out in the weekend. And he experiences stress and anxiety, but he doesn't know why he experiences it necessarily. He thinks it's just like, it's just something that happens. You know, he probably doesn't even have the words to contextualize it. Maybe this is just a standard run in the middle dude. He's never tried yoga. He's never listened to a self-development podcast. He watches sports and he drinks beer. So he's unaware <laughs> of what the root cause problem is to his pain. He's mm. unaware of it. Okay. So if you tell him now he needs to go and heal his trauma, He's gonna say what you know like it, it that's a hard belief shift to make for someone right there's a lot of heavy lifting to bring that person into the place of solution awareness right so really the market you're better going for in the beginning is the problem aware market so people that have some understanding around the current problem somebody that gets where the anxiety comes from they get they got some work to do but they're not necessarily actively seeking a solution. They're not looking for a coach, not out there. They, they, they probably don't even, don't even realize a solution to this problem exists. Technically, if they're in the problem aware market, they don't even realize that the solution exists. So your job to get that 40, 45% of people that I, that's out there is to speak adequately to their pain, 
because they're still their primary experience is still the pain. They're just somewhat aware of the problem. You illuminate the pain, show them the real problem, and then you present your solution, and then they'll take it seriously. Um, yeah, I think the the example you just gave is super timely. By the way, everyone is staying at home right now due to the coronavirus, COVID nineteen, mm -hmm. and as we can see already, people are experiencing loneliness. But prolonged loneliness or isolation is a recipe for depression, PTSD, and so forth. You already have now see the rise of domestic abuse or friction, right? So more and more, we will see the second order effects of this virus because of this at home isolation program that we're all in. So it's the trauma example is, is, uh, is it's, it's going to be on the rise for sure, globally. Yeah. And look, just on that CK, you know, you know, a lot of people are, are doom and gloom a little bit with, with jobs and whatnot. But what does the crisis present that presents more problems for more people? So what does that yeah. open up opportunity for more opportunity for problem solvers? Right. So yeah. people that can help solve those problems. So if you're thinking about if you have some expertise in this domain in helping people with these 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 rising increasing problems or whether it's turning their business online whether it's helping with that type of stuff that you just talked about uh, maybe it's relationship dynamics relationship trouble imagine how many people are, are are you know you know just at each other right it's a new whole new dynamic everybody's at that's home right. that's right you know like there is room for coach it's not room my, my business has doubled in the past three four weeks like it's we're, we're just trying to handle the volume it's like so it's 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 there trust me it's there you just have to really get solid on on what problem you solve who it's for what your process is and you have to equip yourself with the skills to be able to communicate the importance of it effectively and put the systems in place to bring those people in absolutely i mean right now people are looking for leaders and guidance and source of certainty uh source of solace so yeah. if you have an answer uh, to, from my point of view, this is the time to show up as leaders, whoever's listening, you've been training to, you've been preparing for this. You've been preparing to lead, to help, to guide, to provide um, solace for people. So if you're hesitating right now, now's the time to hesitate no longer because people need your help. But let me ask you this a quick question on the other side of this, right? Some people are saying in, my, in their mind, well, but I'm not sure. I don't want to quote unquote, take advantage of the situation. I, want, I don't want to look like an opportunist. I don't want to, it's, it's unethical to take advantage of people at this point. What would you say to the people who are thinking that? Well, if you think you're taking advantage of people, then you're obviously not clear enough about like, the utility of what you're doing if you don't think that what you're doing is really genuinely helping people then then you might get that but i think if what you're trying to do is really actually help people get out of problems and that's why you're in business because it's connected to your hero's journey because you've been through it and you want to help people that are going through it and you know how to get them through it then it's nonsensical to, to have those types of thoughts really so getting back into that perspective of uh, what it's all about you know I guess I had a business, I had businesses for many years before I went into coaching, which were not in alignment with my hero's journey. And I didn't feel like I was serving people. I didn't feel like I was helping people. And, and because it wasn't connected to my deep why, 
it became unsustainable. There was a level a, a, a level of shame around what I was doing. There was a level of, you know, it, I just didn't feel like I was doing much for people. Uh, and that ultimately became corrosive. And what was the thing that led me to my breakdown? But if you're really connected to something that you know is tangibly valuable, then like people need your help. So coronavirus or no coronavirus, go and do it. Yeah. And I'll say from my point of view, if you're thinking about these things, do what Chris is saying, right? Really use this as an opportunity to reflect what actually aligns to your personal value. So if you make a certain widgets or if you provide certain services and you're questioning yourself whether or not you're helping people, now is the time to really rethink like, okay, so what, what could I do that would be meaningful for me that, that would help me uh, feel that I'm actually helping people and as a way to uh, support myself, my family, my community and so forth, because now's the time to actually think about these things instead of waiting for the economy to come back, then you get busy again, right? Now it's the time to actually do the reflection. Okay. So now I'm doing these uh, two minute videos and then doing problem solution, call to yeah. action. Yeah. Yeah. What's next? Yeah. Like on that, the last thing I'd say as well, is just, just story, you know, like pain problem solution kind of product is the roughest framework. There's, there's many different templates and, and frameworks that you can use, but try and weave in story, make it real, you know, tell stories, tell stories about you and, and about what's going on. And somebody you met down the road and this thing that happened the other day and this ancient story that happened over here. And, and this is the lead in, you know, you don't walk up to a random person and just be like, I've got this thing for sale and it's got all these benefits. You know, it's like you break the ice. You, you say what's up and you tell them about, ah, oh, yeah, so this is my buddy over here. So we actually met around this this thing was going on. You know, like that's that's the indirectness. That's how you open up dialogue, right? So start with indirect and then move into direct, right? Indirect is about humanness. It's about empathy. It's about pain, right? People think of pain, think, oh, I don't want to speak to pain. No, you're creating empathy with the person. You're telling them, I get where you're at. I get what you're going through right that's what gets their attention so so it's it's but in an in indirect way ideally so it's less of this pointy are you experiencing copious stress and anxiety look yeah back a couple of years ago i used to i used to experience tons of stress and anxiety see that's that's indirect right that's like mm -hmm. somebody's like oh, okay you know or i got a buddy here now that i had this thing the other day uh, crazy you know so so mm -hmm. indirect but capturing their pain right? And then moving along the dial from there. So it's story, it's pain, it's in the problem before you present solution and definitely before you present product. Mm. Thank you. I appreciate sure. that. No problem. So now I'm doing this. What's, what's the next thing on your framework? So if you've got a pretty solid basis in content, right? And you can write a bit as well. You want to study a bit of copywriting. That's important. I think emailing is, is, is really powerful. Uh, we book in a lot of calls in, in, in emailing and, and really the goal of a client-based business owner for the most part is to book in calls into your calendar because getting into dialogue with humans is what's going to create business. So you need to get calls into your calendar. And if you're going to want to, turn people into clients, you're going to need to learn sales. You're going to need to learn it. Not Wolf of Wall Street, not pressure tactics, none of that stuff. You need to learn how to hold space for people. Uh, and you need to learn how to uh, help guide people, right, by holding space and asking the right questions to the root cause of their problems. 
uh, and to, to help them find a clear path, help them create the vision, first of all, that they really want to actually experience and help them find a clear path to getting there. You know, and ideally that's your solution. So, so sales is, is an incredible, incredible art if you, if, you, if, you, if you go deep into it. And you will learn more about humans in studying sales and practicing sales and more about yourself and your own psychology than anything else, in my opinion, because it's, it's an incredible environment. It's an intense environment, but it's, it can be really beautiful and you can completely, completely change people's lives if you have the right sales process. You can get people to commit to things that they need so badly, but they procrastinated around for so long. And you can get them to actually put skin in the game and invest in themselves for, the, for maybe the first time. And the incredible results and transformation you can see as a result of that is second to none. So powerful skill, uh, powerful skill. It's not about force. It's not about pressure. It's about, it's about you know, uh, it's about guided discovery and, and holding space and helping people actually have breakthroughs, right, in, in their own level of thinking. Um, so I teach a method called the guided discovery method, mm. um, where we actually use visuals and models on the screen to actually show people things and paint scenarios and build, you know, uh, paint different pictures for people to make it super, super easy to kind of get where they want to go. Uh, yeah. mm -hmm. I think for our most people, we've been programmed to think that sales is very much like a used car salesman, where they use uh, different ways to manipulate someone who don't necessarily need the product or service into mm -hmm. buying the product or service, and then later on cause you know a lot of issues there. So if I'm hearing you right, what you're presenting here is the opposite of that. Sure, sure. Well, there's a couple of misconceptions. And firstly, I'll say if you sell something and you're a service provider into something and they're not right for it, good luck to you because you're going to have a pain in the hoop doing that because that person's going to be a nightmare. So, <laughs> so you don't really want to do that anyway. How you get into a relationship is a indication of how the relationship would be going forward. How it starts is how it ends, brother. Absolutely. So, so what was the other thing that you touched on there now? Oh, a used car salesman. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that's the misconception as well, pressure and stuff like this. Look, people only sell themselves, really, at the end of the day. If you've got someone on a Zoom call, they're only going to sell themselves. You're not going to sell them. You're not going to force them to sell. Like maybe there's some odd tactics you can use, but, but people don't like feeling pressured into doing things. People like to feel autonomy. They like to feel like they're coming to decisions themselves. So you have to kind of develop this very kind of empathic approach, which you're selling, where you're sharing your own story, sharing the truth of what is, uh, and just, just helping get clear on kind of really what's going on with them and where they want to go. And then look, when it gets to the end, if you've done your job right and they emotionally and logically are, you know, have experienced, have experientially, you know, realized that this really is the thing for them, then it's not okay, now I've got this perfect thing. It's, it's okay. So do you want my help with that? Or do you want to go and figure it out on your own? Or do you want me to come with you? You know, do you know, I have something that might work for you. Is that something that you're interested in? You know, let them come to you, let them sell them, sell themselves because they'll only ever really sell themselves anyway. And when you can learn that, when you learn how to go about it that way, it's a much funner process for, for everyone involved. Yeah. Yeah.
I think the way that you think about it, it's a long-term relationship that you're building versus a one-time transaction. Yeah. Because it's much easier to put yourself in a place of, let's say, a gansman or a pickup artist where you're just looking for that one-time transaction mm. versus a long-term relationship where yeah. you're thinking about not just the first date, but the second date, the third date, and engagement, and 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 a marriage, right? A long-term relationship. Then if you think in that term, then it's, then it's less likely to say, let me figure out a way to gain myself into, you know, closing a deal or whatever. Yeah, for sure, man. Yep. Nail on the head. Okay. Anything else regarding, I think there's more, right? What's the next step in your the last, career? The last step is strategy, I guess. Like, so, so really like what, what everybody kind of, what a lot of people look for when, when they think I want to coach or I want to, I want to do something is they look straight to strategy. And it was a mistake I did in the, in the past marketing strategy. How do you run the funnels? How do you run the tech? How do you run the Facebook ads? How do you run the Instagram ads? How do you do all this stuff, right? But really it's step seven for a reason because it only really functions if all of these previous places are in place or previous steps. Message and market, for example. It doesn't matter how cool or sexy your funnel is if the message isn't relevant and clear and speaking adequately to your dream client, like we've already uh, discussed, then, then the funnel won't function. It just won't because it's not important enough to somebody. So, so the last step is strategy and it's really, I guess, a holistic strategy, again, that addresses psychology correctly, because if you get it, you come back to this example, like what's so what a lot of people are doing with these hot offers, right? You know, jump on my webinar and buy this thing, you know, or whatever it is, come and get this free training with a sales pitch at the end. It's, it's always trying to get people to buy straight away, but just like any human relationship, you kind of have to open it up in the right way. So if you stop someone on the street, that's a hundred people walking down the street and you stop one, you say, Hey, uh, I'm Chris. I've got a webinar. Can you come into this room with me for one hour and watch the whole webinar? Or can you come have a deep in-depth conversation with me for an hour? I want to do this strategy session with you. No, like they, they're not going to do it. They don't want to do it because there's no trust built. They don't know you. They, they it's too no much of a commitment. Like it, again, bringing back to the dating analogy, it's like, yeah. hey, I don't know you, but would you spend three hours of a dinner date with me? They're like, yeah. no. <laughs> well, how can yeah. we go on a coffee date first? Ten minutes, yeah. fifteen minutes, right? Think evil as simple things like that, and then we can step yeah. forward. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. And even a grosser example of that, you don't ask the girl or the guy or whoever to go home with you. The first five minutes, you eat them. You, you meet them. <laughs> Uh, you get a drink thrown in your face, right? Absolutely. You don't. I mean, you, don't, you can, but it's not a, a good success rate, shall we say? No, that's what you're going after. It's not a good success rate, and probably the ones that take you up on it are not the best experience. And that's what you'll that's what you'll find is mm -hmm. is people that come through hot on funnels and stuff like this and jump straight onto the line with you. I deal with clients all of the time that have this problem, all of the time. CK, and they come in, they've done their webinar, and they're like, man. My sales closing percentage is like 10%. I'm getting objection after objection. It's an absolute nightmare. Uh, and I'm like, look, you're, you're, you're not addressing the psychology correctly. There's no, no, like, and trust built. So you're, you're, you're fighting an uphill battle anyway. There's no connection built with the person. Uh, and you haven't really engaged them enough into their problem. So really you're, you're kind of getting, you're just getting people that are very kind of heavily in pain. Right. So, so when you go about it that way, it's, it's a tough game. It's not a lot of fun. So, so, 
with a strategy, what you really have to develop is a longer funnel process. Okay. Now I'm not saying it has to be, you know, you have to invest thousands and thousands in lead gen before you see results like six months down the track. There is businesses that operate that way, but there, there's ways to speed up the process. And really what you're trying to do is increase something we call TIC, time and consumption, which is- oh, what? what did you say? Time and consumption. So before you ever- consumption. Yeah. So before you ever hop on a call with someone, ideally you want them to have consumed up to an hour of your content in different ways. So you hear mm. a lot of- People talking about okay people need 20 touch points before they buy it's actually not the relevant metric the relevant metric is tic it's it's more important than touch points so it's how much time they've actually spent if somebody watches a full hour-long webinar of you and they watch the whole thing they are going to have more relationship built with you than if they've just seen a few flashes here and there okay mm, yeah. um but they're not going to give you the hour if they're ice cold is the problem so an hour long webinar has to come in later down the funnel mm. with, the, with the nurtured audience, right? Mm. Uh, so in the beginning, what do I do? Hey mate, here's a quick action guide. It takes five minutes to read, boom, pop in your email. It does the exact thing that you want to do. It solves this exact problem, okay? Uh, and it's a very simple opener, bang, here you go, grab this and take five minutes. Mm. They, that and then they're into the funnel they're into the system uh, and then everything goes from there they've got a, a million and other million other little hoops that they can jump through over the next couple of months tons of different like tentacles touch points everywhere to bring people back into your system and move them along the dial and eventually over time whether it takes weeks months 90 days when your offer comes in hey that's hop on the line i've got an hour you have a much better chance of it actually being met with receptivity. And when that person does come to the call, you've built authority because you've done your marketing right. You've built mm -hmm. the know like because you've done your marketing right. And they already know what your solution is. So you don't mm -hmm. even have to sell. You make it about them. And that is a totally, totally different experience of selling if you can go about it that way. So quick question here. Let's see how I can ask this question. So there are two schools of thoughts in walking people through not being problem aware to problem aware to solution aware and, and, and then your specific offer per se, right? To walk people through it. One school of thought is let's make it organic first and then really close the entire loop. And then I'll use marketing to uh, accelerate this loop, right? This iteration. Another school of thought is, hey, that takes way too long. Let me just quickly use marketing as a way to test, you know, how quickly we can close the loop, yeah. but so you, you're paying for it. Another school of thought is let me prove this whole thing and then just use marketing as a way to amplify mm -hmm. all of this, expand mm -hmm. it out. So curious to yeah. know your point of view when you advise clients, which school of thought are you at or is it none of the above? No, I like two and three. I do not like one uh, personally. Okay, so say more about that, please. Why not one and why two and three? Well, let's go from scratch. Um, mm. Let's pick up a phone and make a new Instagram, right? You're nobody. Mm. Like, what do you think, CK? Is that easy to get that up to like, I don't know, two, 3,000 people just by posting all the time and stuff? And, and... It's, it's challenging. Yeah. yeah I, sure. I don't pay attention to Instagram at all. I'm like 400 or something. It's, it's yeah. It's yeah. not angry. Yeah. <laughs> I've never really played that game. And if you're going to want to play that game, you're going to have to be someone that kind of really wants to share a lot of your life and stuff online and be mm -hmm. an influencer. 
engage a lot and this kind of thing. Most people I meet don't really want to do that. They really want to kind of serve and help people. Mm-hmm. And that, they kind of just think that that's the kind of thing that they should do. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, it can be a real slog, slog uh, long route to, to get any solid data. Now, in the early days, you want to practice your speaking, you want to get confident and you want to kind of develop your ideas and stuff. By all means, go for it. But I wouldn't really set out if you are an entrepreneur and you know that you have a solution that you want to offer people. I would think to take that seriously and and go straight into that and try and get some solid primary data through marketing um, or through, you know, different forms of outreach and and networking, perhaps in the beginning before you dive deep into marketing. I do like that idea as well. The last one you said, validate your idea. That that is pretty solid because, because the more validation you have, the more better you're going to understand the pain points, you communicate better to the market, uh, all the rest of that. So, yeah. Beautiful. Tactically speaking, what would you say? Just start straight up running ads on around your, your videos content and then, and then use retargeting as a way to bring a cold audience to warm to hot audience. Like what's your, what's, what's one tactical thing that they can try out? Yeah, uh, push two, push three. Yeah, sure, sure. I guess one little simple funnel process you could do mm. is you could jump onto Click Funnels, right? You could do up a quick, you could do up a quick guide, right? So mm. do a little five, six, seven page quick action guide, super mm. simple. Mm. Uh, fire it onto Upwork, make it look sexy, and just record it. Get it printed out. Record a little page turner ad, literally of the thing. It's called the page turner. Super effective. Mm. Mm-hmm. I use it very, very well and, uh, and just give it out to people, dish it out to people. So what you're doing here is lead generation, right? right. So you're, you're, you're generating emails now on the thank you page. Sorry, uh, untargeted, just wide open so, no, as a way I, to hone in on the who or target no. specifically. Well, you know, that's the first steps of the modern warrior. You have to have all that stuff in place. Right. Before you even really go and try anything, you got to know who it's for. You got to know what the problem is. You got to have a process to take people through. You have to have a product or some kind of initial offer. So presumably if we're here, you kind of have an idea what you do and who it's for. If you're at that stage. Yeah. How to find them. Well, this is what we're talking about here, I guess. Yeah. But, but like, it, it depends where you're at. So, so if, if, if you're at the early stages you know, you don't, and you don't have, you don't get, you don't have a product. You don't get who it's for. You're really there. Well, you need to do a bit more deep diving and research and figure that stuff out. If you're at the stage where you're like, I have a service, I'm an expert. I just need to get clients. Then what's the quickest way to do this? Well, of course, there's your existing network. There's people that you think are a good fit. There's reaching out. There's getting people into dialogue. Really, 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 really good way. But I, again, I, I err on the side of caution with telling people to you know, post all over Facebook groups because that's that's a tough game as well. That's not fun either. You know, chasing, chasing, and chasing. I I I'm much more of a marketing person. I've like marketing has provided me with an incredible life, really, and it's it's really amazing when when you get it right, when you get the right machine working because it really works for you, just time and time again. So, do you want me to walk you through a simple little funnel process or? Sure. I mean, if you don't mind, I, I'm sure, again, I, I want to make sure that people who are listening, not just getting motivated, inspired by who you are in your story, but I want to leave them with something that's actionable. So if you don't mind getting actionable, I love it. Of course, yeah. of course absolutely. 
absolutely. So remember back this little analogy, you got to open someone up lightly. So a great way to do this is with a little guide, little little introduction to my process, little introduction to what I do, uh, a little introduction to the solution to this problem, right? So it's a quick action guide, it's a quick read. So you fire it out. Your ad is literally that, that item, the object of it, right? Just throw it up in front of the screen and try and get some leads in. Now target, you go off intuition in the, in the beginning. If you're doing health, uh, if you're, I don't know, if you're doing strongman, target people who like Elliot Hulse. If you're doing uh, relationships, target Esther Perel. I don't know, people that are interested in that, right? So you just go off, off intuition in the early days and you test a bunch of different interests, what you can, Facebook, Instagram ads, Instagram story ads, super cheap, super great for this type of ad, really, really powerful. And then, so if somebody jumps through that hoop, if they pop their email in, right, you've now got their email, right? So that's a win, boom. So you've got a lead there, but you want something else to do with them. So you want to give them something else when they come through. So maybe on that thank you page, thanks for grabbing your thing. I'm going to flick that over to your email in five minutes. Just check out this thing down below if you're interested, right? Give them something else to click on if they want to check it out. Maybe it's a video series, okay? Now, it's not an hour and 17-minute long webinar. Again, remember, they're still cold. They've just opted in a little bit. So we got we to gotta meet them where they're at. They've, they've expressed a little bit of interest, but they're not yet jumping into bed with us. So give them... A little video series, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, right? Here, this, this, this is actually a little bit different. So I go a little bit deeper to what I'm giving you in the guide, but I just, you know, I do it on the screen or whatever. Whatever way you want to open them up and just, just present this other option. Now, if they watch that, you know, maybe they start to like you. So maybe you have another option at the end of that to hop on a call, right? Maybe they don't take that. A lot of people won't because they're not ready. That's okay. You know, your next process now, as soon as they've opted in and they've checked out your guide and they've, they've, they've gone through your thing, your job now is to keep showing up to those people. So you retarget those people with your utility-based content, with your, with your relevant content that shares a bit of you, shares a bit of your story, you're building trust, you're building connection. Keep showing up for them all over the place for the next couple of months. Uh, and, and when you do this, when you're consistent, it's called omnipresence. And it actually activates something in the brain called the mere exposure effect, where people start to develop a preference for things when they see them over and over again. This is what the big brands do, Nike, Coca-Cola, all those people, all those brands. Now, you're not just on Facebook and Instagram. You're also emailing them. You're also showing up. So you're everywhere, right? And you're bringing them back to that video. The video would be the warm conversion asset, okay? The thing that actually leads them onto the call. So again, you're not saying hop in line with me, hop in line with me. You're saying, hey, I've got this cool free thing if you want to come check it out. Uh, perhaps it leads to there. So this is this is a like a less sort of invasive kind of process of going direct to the chase, right? You're, you're, you're actually building a bit of intimacy. You're building more solution awareness. You're engaging them further into your problem. You're establishing yourself as an authority. You're becoming the big fish in, in that little pond with those people because you're everywhere. And, and yeah, when you get a person in and they've already been seeing you for like two months, they show up to the call and they're like, wow, hey, CK, how are you, man? This is, this is cool to be talking to you. I've watched this. I've seen that. I've done this. And it's a totally different ballgame, totally different, different, different way of selling. So mm. yeah. bring to the dating analogy it's because it's a little bit more relatable. Yeah. It's that think of it as a, 
it, the strategy, right? It's not to do a one date close per se. It's, Hey, let's, let's go on multiple dates from coffee date to first date, the second date and third date, right? Really yeah. have it plan out. And at the yeah. same time, using marketing mechanism as a way to create that omnipresence. So if your friend or your friend's friends start talking about you all over the place, Hey, you should really meet this guy, Chris, mm -hmm. then like, Oh, Oh yeah. It, you know, I, I met him once or I went on the first, second date with him. Then all of a sudden the, 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 the desire, the intentionality, the familiarity, the relatedness are all mm -hmm. there. So you can go further and further into that second day, third day, fourth day and so forth. And, and obviously it's, this is also a mutual relationship as well. It's not just a one way. Let me figure out a way to go on a date with Chris per se It's the other mm -hmm. way around too, you know, on that strategy call, then you can also gauge mm -hmm. whether or not you like working with this particular client as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You want to, you want to have that frame on the call. Like it's not even a frame. You, I think you want to be coming from that place testing to see if this person's good fit as opposed to, can I just sell this person? Because that it changes a lot of things in the, in the exchange dynamic there, if you're actually like that. Because if you are yeah. tested and you're really trying to see if they're a good fit, they qualify themselves and then and then it, and then it, it works out better, basically. Yeah, look, the last thing I'd choke on to that, CK, is there is other options. There is ways to do it. If people want to actually check out my funnel, it's pretty fancy. They can grab the little guide and what they'll find on the thank you page is, a, is a, an offer. So what you can also do is you can you can give you can try and generate customers before you generate clients, right? You want to generate client wait wait what's the distinction between the two for you so customer would be somebody that there's no dialogue with there's no relationship with they just buy a product right mm. a client that you have dialogue with you actually mm. have a relationship with and in order to acquire a client for several thousand or whatever you're charging it takes relationship building right mm. that's natural but to acquire a customer not necessarily if you have a really low ticket offer you can liquidate your ad spend you see, if somebody actually pulls out their credit card and buys a little offer for you, I sell like a, a nice little course called the Business Accelerator. It's worth $900. I sell it for $7. What that does is it actually gives people a little introduction to the work that I do. Now, when somebody actually pulls out their credit card, because people only really value things they pay for, they actually go and engage in it. So the pretty cool thing about that is as soon as people come in and they start going through the course, they start to warm up and then all of a sudden they start to book calls and because they've already actually pulled out their credit card and actually invested in me in chris or in you in ck they are a different type of character than somebody you just grab the free thing right so mm -hmm. it's it's a better person to get in the line again now that's a little bit more advanced strategy people call these like tripwire funnels if you use a guide to this offer it's a bit of a funny term. I don't know if I agree with it necessarily, but I, I guess that's that's that kind of style. And um, currently the one we use works really well and it really filters in a, a really nice flow of, of clients consistently, which is which is very exciting. Yeah. Mm, beautiful. Mm. Sure. I appreciate it, Chris. Thank you so much for sharing so generously with your your intellectual property. You know, you, you share your stories about how you stumble upon the warrior's mm. path. You share about how you found your mentor. You share about Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. You share about your seven step process. We go in deep in, in, in every single step from, from, from finding an, from defining an audience to 
refining the messaging to refining your offer to marketing tactics. There's probably a few different uh, things that I skip. And now we also talked about tactically how to create marketing funnels. So yeah. inside of all of this, because we covered quite a lot, right? Quite a gambit. What's one thing that if people walk away from our conversation is something that you really recommend them to do, especially if they're a coach or a consultant or thinking about creating an expert based uh, business online today? Mm. Mm. Well, I guess it kind of comes back to the start of situa the situation. It's like, you got to slay that imposter. Got to slay it. And the trick I think is really, you have a responsibility and you don't need to be too many steps ahead. You really don't. This is part of the hero's journey. There's this idea in the, in the framework that at the end of the hero's journey, you become master of the two worlds, right? Now, the, the thing about it actually is, is, you know, a lot of people, they think they have to be perfect before they get there, but you don't actually ever get to become master of the two worlds before you share your boon, before you share the thing that you realize, right? And uh, yeah, so, so before you actually master everything, back to Socrates, teaching is the highest form of learning. You, you got to start sharing, you got to start somewhere. And then the, you, you start to synthesize your ideas, you start to organize them as you go, as you teach, you build as you go, uh, and you start to find flow and you start to find shape and you start to find your lane. And that's when it starts to come together. So you're never going to be there 100%. You just got to get that left foot in front of the right foot. And I think now with all this stuff going on around the world, there's never been a better time. So jump in. So what's one action inside of that to, to teach, to share, to record videos of yourself talking for 10 minutes every single day, grab a phone and just go and record it, go out to the garden and just start recording, start talking, see what happens, share your truth and, uh, and start speaking and, and you'll start to find a bit of flow with that as well. Start testing the water. And uh, yeah, and you know, to be honest, CK as well, find a coach. I'm not, mm -hmm. not suggesting myself or anything. Find a mentor. So I find somebody that's done the thing that you want to do. And that's the fastest way to get to where you want to go is to find someone that's done the thing that you want to do. And uh, simple. They know the path. They'll bring you there. If that's, if that's the route you want to take, if you want to be the mentor, trace back your path and offer that mm -hmm. to people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you. It's, e it's, it's easy. It's, it's easy to just hold on to that egoic identity that I can do it myself, especially for, if you're already an expert, if you're already a consultant, if you already, you know, have high level of achievement, that mm -hmm. egoic mind is very well home. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you know, again, look at the yin yang. If you want to go faster from my point of view, the faster way is to hire a coach. If you look at all the Olympians, all of the Tour de France cyclists, all of the world-class athletes, they all yeah. have coaches for a reason, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so that's, from my point of view, the faster way to success yeah. and fulfillment, from my point of view. Absolutely. And especially with this online space, it's very important. You know, YouTube has its, its clickbait, all these headlines that there's ideas that you can make millions overnight and you can do all this stuff on your own you want to be a doctor you go to medical school for seven years you invest a lot of money to do that you want to be a professional athlete you get coaches you go that route like it's in every walk of society there is some form of mentorship and training that you invest for 
So just because there's YouTube videos and stuff online doesn't mean that it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a clear path to the top or to where you want to go. So try and find someone that, that really, that, that, that is you are resonant with, but also has been where you want to go and pay them good money and invest in yourself and you will show up like a, like a beast with the right level of energy because it's, it takes energy. It's, a, it's, it's, not an, it's not an easy task, but if you got that purpose and you got the right guidance, you'll get there. Actually, do you mind concretize that a little bit more? This, the criteria of the coaches that you will select. So you talked about the results that they've achieved, a, a internal resonance. Is there anything else that you would recommend people to, to check when they're yeah. selecting their potential guys and teachers and coaches? Yeah, I'd also say somebody that will actually be in there in the trenches with you. And this is one of the problems, again, with looking too high is you look at big, big individuals that have big courses. It's, it's hard to get intimacy there. And you really kind of want to be kind of walked by the hand if you're looking to to do something. You want you want someone to kind of be there on your team. So so ideally look for someone that is in the trenches there with with his people working side by side with, with his with his people or her people. And and just just make sure that they can provide you the result, I guess. Make sure it is, well, you know, if you resonate and your heart's in it and you sense that this person is the right thing, sure. But it's always good to, to see the clear path to the result. That's why testimonials are good. That's why case studies are good. You can always talk to the people, get them on the call, feel them out, figure it out, you know, and, and go from there. So, yeah. Beautiful, my friend. So for anyone who is watching and who loves your energy, who loves the way you teach, what can they go to find you and follow you? Sure. So I guess, well, maybe we'll put a little link to my, my quick action guide in, in the description and they can just grab that. And if they want to hop through the funnel, then whether they like it or not, I'm going to be in the world for the next 60, 90 days. So, I mean, unless they choose to unsubscribe, which you absolutely can. So I'd, I'd hop onto that. Otherwise, you know, if you want to see a little uh, brand story video and a, and a free training, you can check out modernwarrior.pro slash video series. Otherwise, catch me on Instagram or Facebook, Chris Finlay Coach, F-I-N-L-A-Y. You can check out my stuff there. Chris, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your story. I really acknowledge you for the willingness to go into all different kinds of directions, to zoom in and zoom out about uh, to get, you know, very cerebral, to get conceptual and then to get to you know, the tactical uh, in the trenches things. Not, not everyone is willing to uh, do that with me. So thank you for dancing with me on this podcast. Absolute pleasure, mate. And like we were a bit here and there in the beginning, but I think you only find the order from chaos. So I think it worked out quite nicely. So what a perfect illustration. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Sure.